Christianity is a choice. Good morning, Christian America. No one forces anyone to become a Christian. Jesus never conquered lands and demanded allegiance. Being a follower of Christ has always been and should always continue to be a choice which one must make. Are you or are you not a follower of Christ? Let's discuss that this morning as we get ready for the weekend. Good morning, Christian America. All right, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort. We seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. The reason we seek to revitalize the Christian faith is because it has been diminished. We would be blind and deaf and dumb if we didn't recognize that this world, that this country, that our communities and our families have forgotten the... Um, the, the unique truths, the objective truths that Jesus provides us, that scripture explains to us, that God gives us. It's, it's, it seems common sense to so many Christians. Uh, however, the sense is not so common uh, to, to, to any of the population. And through the, uh, through, through the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years of a secular and growing secular society, we have continuously as a, as a whole put Christ and, and the biblical truths on the back burner in hopes for a more um, tolerant secular society, which has not played out that way. And so what we believe in uh, what we hope that you believe and we can get you on board is that the revitalization of the Christian, the renewing of our minds, as Scripture says, in Christ, in God, can lead us, you individually, me personally, collectively as a family, collectively as a community, collectively as a country, and eventually as an entire world back to the biblical truths that made this country great, that made our families strong, that made our communities uh, together, building bonds that stand the test of time, building bonds uh, uh, based on a foundation that can storm the weather of uh, the, the, the weather of a secular society, the weather of tragedy and calamity. Because it's only through bonds in Christ, it's only through, it's only through community built with bonds of Christ, with a common sense of purpose, a common sense of morality, a common sense of what is morally just and right, can we stand together when all the bad stuff comes? Right when hurricanes come and uh, pandemics come and tragedy strikes, it's only 
the communities who have a have a built sense of togetherness and unity that are able to stand strong and help one another rather than tear each other apart. It's that bond, it's that faith, friends, that is a choice. And that's what we want to talk to you briefly this Friday. It's a choice. Christianity is a choice. Being a follower of Christ is a choice. Challenge anyone to look at any of the Gospels, any of the life and times of Jesus as he walked this earth, where he demanded fealty, he demanded loyalty, he demanded that, ye, that, that people follow him. I challenge you to find that because I'm pretty certain that you won't. That wasn't Jesus's intention. That is not God's intention for us today. We can't force Christianity on others. And at no point in history has trying to force Christianity on others ever succeeded. Christianity is a choice. The belief in God is a choice. The belief that this is God's word, the Holy Scripture, is God's word. It is his revelation to us. These are his commandments that we must obey. That's, those are all choices. You can choose to believe this to be the truth or you can choose not to. You can choose to follow Christ and his commandments or you can choose not to. You can choose to acknowledge him before others that he might acknowledge you before his father in heaven or you can choose not to. And he in turn says that he will choose not to. Friends, Christianity is a choice. It's a choice that we must all make. And it's not simply a one-time choice. It is a constant choice. It is a constant choice to believe in Christ. It is a constant choice to follow his commandments. It is a constant choice to do good works on, be, on, on behalf of him. right? To do the work that he calls us to do, that he's laid out in advance for us to do, as Paul and Ephesians says. That we are his handiwork. It's our choice to believe that or not. And if we do believe that, if we choose to believe that, if we choose to follow Christ, friends, then, then we have a responsibility to ourselves. We have a responsibility to our families. We have a responsibility to our community. We have a responsibility to our country, which is to then follow what God says, to follow the commandments that Jesus gives us it's not simply accepting sure salvation is based on faith but the words of jesus and the deeds that he does and that he requires of us if we choose to follow him simply don't happen one time it's a constant effort if all he required was a one-time declaration of faith. And that was where your responsibilities ended as a follower of Christ. Then the disciples needed to do nothing because they followed him to the end with the exception of Judas the traitor.
They followed him to the end. They saw him rise. They ate amongst him after his resurrection. They saw his ascension into heaven. They could have just stayed in the upper room. They could have lived out the rest of their life in peace and in worship and in faith. And the Christian faith and identity would have died with them. But that's not what they did because that is not what they were called to do. As believers in Christ, they had commandments that Jesus gave them to make believers, to make disciples of all nations, to spread the good news of the gospel, and that he would send an advocate, that he would send the Holy Spirit to assist in those who follow him, in doing the things that he requires for us to do, that he commanded for us to do. And I'm going to show you just a, a brief passage on this, on this discourse that Jesus, on the night that he is to be betrayed at the Last Supper, and he's in the Gospel of John, he's telling his disciples that, friends, He's telling his disciples, he's telling us, these are the people that are gathered around him, that are his followers. If we consider ourselves his followers, then the words that he speaks to them are the words that he speaks to us. When he gives them something to do, he gives us something to do. When he's explaining something to them, he's explaining something to us. And so I want to pull up this portion of scripture. It's in the Gospel of John. It's in chapter 14. And it's uh, verse 15. Okay? And what it says is Jesus, again, is talking to his disciples. So he's talking to us. And what are the words that he says? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, which the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows it. But you know it because it remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. And on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I in you. And here he goes on. To say, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father. And I will love him and reveal myself to him. Judas Nascaret said to him, Master, what happened that you 
will reveal yourself and not the world. Jesus answered them, whoever loves me will keep my word and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. Yet the world, uh, yet the word you hear is not mine, but that of the Father who sent me. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will do what I told you to do. And if you do these things, my Father will love you. And I will be in you. And the Spirit will also be within you. This is not a... This is not something that's forced on anyone. It's not something that can be forced on anyone. The difference in Christianity and many other religions is that many other religions try to force their beliefs on a people, on a population. Because it's a series of only tasks It's a series of things that people must do. But in Christianity, salvation must be believed. You must have faith in Jesus Christ. You must accept him as your Lord and Savior. That is how salvation is achieved. That cannot be forced. But once you do these things, once you believe Christ, once you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you have a responsibility, according to Jesus, to do what he's asked you to do. To make disciples of all nations, to care for the poor, to be generous, to look after one another, to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love one another as you love yourself, to be generous. And when you do these things, Jesus says in this passage, my father will love you and I will be in you and you will have life. And the opposite is true. If you do not follow his commandments, you are not his people. Why do we bring this up? Because Christianity is a choice that we must make daily. Being a follower of Christ is not to be taken lightly every day we must consider it every day we must think about it every day we must make the choice to attempt to be righteous and turn away from wicked to seek the good in our life to seek the good in our community to seek the good in our country And to turn away from what is bad. Turn away from what is what divides us. Turn away from the prince of darkness and follow the light. It's not an easy task. And we'll fail often. But that does not mean we should stop trying. It does not mean 
that your responsibility is alleviated simply by mouthing the words that you are a Christian and a follower of Christ. That's a third grade understanding of what being a Christian is about. That is childlike. And Paul says in one of the epistles that we must put our childish things away. No longer is milk sufficient. It's time to grow up. It's time to gain an understanding of our faith and what it means to be faithful in the secular world that we have to live in. How do we want to navigate this world? We can't force and throw our faith around on top of people. But we can lead them to a better understanding of who Christians are. Or at least how Christians should be. Through our actions and through our words and through our interactions with one another. If you find yourself arguing in public or saying things that you would not say to our Savior, maybe you should reassess what it is that you're doing. Maybe you should reprioritize your words and your actions to reflect the Christ whom which you say you serve. If we do that as a Christian community, not only will we grow in our strength, not only will we grow together, not only will our bonds of community strengthen that much more, but the unbelievers, the agnostics, those sitting on the sidelines, those who are unfamiliar with Christ or Christianity may just be intrigued enough to take the first step towards him. Even if that means taking a step towards us so that we may lead them to Christ. If you get value out of this video, and I hope you do, um, we ask that, that you share this on your social media uh, profile and your platform we ask that you follow and subscribe to the good morning christian america youtube channel if you're watching this on youtube or the rumble channel if you're watching this on rumble uh, follow us on all the social media platforms facebook instagram twitter youtube parlor um, or any of the podcast platforms if you're listening to this in the uh, in the audio only podcast form um, subscribe to this podcast comment on the content is there something that interested you is there something that you want to explore a little bit more is there something that maybe bothers you that you want to discuss we're always open for discussion and so um with that ladies and gentlemen we hope you have a blessed 
uh, weekend, blessed you know Saturday and Sunday. We, we will be back to you on Monday as we continue down our journey through the Gospel of Mark. Um, until then, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.